When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up the volume. We're crossing live to the sports desk. What's fresh? What's making waves? Let's find out. Right, 9.31 here on SENZ. Yes, we're going to the sports desk uh, pretty early today, and it's a mixed sort of a sports desk, and we're going to begin uh, by talking to uh, Araha because uh, even though we focus uh, heavily on sport on this uh, particular station, uh, we can't uh, ignore what's going on in the rest of the world and the rest of the country in particular, and uh, some terrible news coming out of Wellington uh, with this uh, fire in Loafers Lodge in uh, Newtown, just up from the Basin Reserve, Aroha. It's a tough one to report on when it's been your backyard. I think that's the thing that I've dealt with today, but let's not make it about me. Let's make it about Newtown, and it must have been an absolute stomach drop to be in one of those fire cabs this morning. And you come, I don't, you know Wellington, and you know where the basin is, and you know Adelaide Road, mm. right, Smithy? Yep. So yeah, you know I know it really well. Been, uh, just, just over the hill of Miramar, so yeah, I do. So this place is like right by the countdown. If people know Adelaide Road and where mm. the little intersection is, it's basically in a, the main drag, and the buses haul through, and Newtown's so eclectic. And it's kind of like, well, all of Wellington's a bit eclectic, but it's kind of like... I think it kind of hits at a deeper level for that kind of community where you've got a really close community. It's a, I mean, it's not like Mangere, but Mangere's got a really strong community vibe. So if you can kind of grab that, a community that's strong, that um, celebrates its differences, and, you know, it's kind of a bit transient. You can come and go from Newtown. So the lodge there, the, report, the fire was reported at about half past 12, so middle mm. of the night. So if you're not a shift worker, you're... Asleep or you're outside having a fag on the road and you see the fire from the roadside. So they were still, I think it was like four o'clock in the morning, they still had 20 appliances. And the last thing I just heard from the fire chief then was that there were like 95 staff on site at the height of the blaze, not the 50 that had been reported previously. The Prime Minister let slip that he'd been told six people killed at that stage and police sent out a press release just not long ago saying they believe it will be fewer than 10 people who have lost their lives in the place. But mm. <clears throat> it's just down the road from the hospital. It's just down the road from the supermarket. It's just down the road from the basin. It's just down the road from uh, where I used to play softball for Miramar. It's, it's just down the road. From, in Wellington, everything's just down the road. So it's a tough one yeah. for Wellington today. It is a very tough one, actually. Um, as you say, it's a major thoroughfare um, that's been blocked off as well. That's pretty minuscule in the scheme of things, but um, yeah. it's very recognisable building, Loafers Lodge. I mean, it's by the fork that uh, when you come up yes. uh, or you head south um, up um, Adelaide Road, it forks up the hill towards where the old athletic park was. That's right. And it forks left towards the, hus- the hospital and the zoo. It's right on that corner there, so major. My friend's cafe used to be almost right there. So I spent a lot of time on that corner hanging out and 
and um, chin-wagging and going to visit people in the hospital. So the other thing today is, I mean, you talk about it being a main arterial route in and out of the city. Yeah, it is, so it's still closed and that's affecting buses. And we might think that it's a small thing and it, it, it might be in the scheme of things, but it's also affecting traffic in and out of the hospital. So emergency mm. service vehicles. Um, people are being asked to stay home today if they don't need to be at work, which I'm sure they've already made up their mind about by this time of the day. But the last thing I heard from fire and emergency who have been well in charge of this incident and their lead has been impeccable um, is that they've just brought in specialist search and rescue crews as they go in to ascertain the safety of the building along with police urban rescue teams as well so that's the latest we're we're not talking um, a luxury lodge here are we we're talking about a a type of lodge lodge. which is yeah a boarding lodge for people who are as you say transient or in um, it's such a stink word to use yeah Tough times themselves. It's been used as emergency accommodation for some people. Like it's it's a borders lodge, you know. There's you mm. see them all over the place. There's one in Auckland, right there as you're coming up to TV Three, sort of just as you go up the hill. There's like a, a couple of little lodges around that you can get a room at for 140 bucks a night. But one of the issues that they're facing, and sorry if we've already heard this about 40 times today in the news, is because. There are shift workers. They aren't certain that the 52 people that they managed to evacuate from the building are the only people who survived because there would have mm. been people at work. Right. Okay. Thanks for that, uh, Arawa. We'll uh, listen to your bulletins throughout the morning for further updates on um, uh, the details of it, uh, Louis. But um, that's not good news. And of course, uh, one of the other things um, that came through yesterday was uh, the real tragic passing. Of uh, young Billy Guyton, I had the um, pleasure of commentating Billy Guyton uh, when he played uh, particularly for the Tasman Marco, um, a couple of super games, uh, interviewed him on a couple of occasions. Uh, very, very sad. It is sad. It feels like a bit of a pin pop for a um, balloon pop for a Tuesday, isn't it? Um, the Billy Guyton news is absolutely devastating. And your sermon was kind of on the money because whenever you get passings of this. Um, well, very, very sombre nature. You you do you ask more questions than you have answers, and obviously the retiring because of concussion. People will draw conclusions there. I've I've seen lots of tributes flowing. Marty Banks, um, you know, even Johnny McNichol and Richie Mwanga, that kind of era at the Crusaders. He he played mostly for the Blues. Uh, Fifty two games, so a half centurion for the Marcos though, and then, and then the Marco though, and then obviously a recent coach of their. F- Farah Palmer Cup Marco team as well. So, look, this will really hurt a lot of people in that rugby community. And, yeah, I mean, you know, similar ages, your kids, Smithy, and, and myself. So it's 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 pretty brutal. And um, just, I guess, thinking of his family first and foremost and those one, those people close to him, it's, yeah, it hasn't been great. And then you kind of move along to the, the news yesterday that was announced by the man himself, Mike Hendry, who, <laughs> like, he just started finding some really good form. He was... He was playing really good golf on his and his Japanese um, exploits, and then back here at the New Zealand Open, and I've uh, been able to nab that uh, open invite was such a highlight for him, and he was looking forward to it so much. We spoke to him on the breakfast show only about oh, I reckon six weeks ago, two months ago. Um, so yeah, really deflating news all around. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, he's tough. He's a big, strong guy. Um, he's uh, faced up to it, and uh, he's already begun his program of uh, um, <coughs> of uh, chemotherapy, etc. So, um, and uh, at the moment, I think, believe he's uh, at home, um, just 
rehabilitating after that, and then they'll uh, have uh, more challenges to go. It's going to be a long fight. It's uh, going to be a bit of a marathon in that sense, um, as opposed to just a quick fix. But uh, Michael Henry is tough. He's mentally tough. You don't get to be uh, an open champion of uh, your own country uh, without having uh, a good mindset. So uh, let's hope that um, those positive thoughts, and we pass on ours, as well to uh, a really, really good New Zealand sportsman who has still so much to do. I mean, uh, I hinted at it. Uh, he's exactly the kind of player who could do well with his power and his strength uh, on the Champions Tour, which is a few years away yet. Um, but he would have... Uh, <coughs> it's probably far from his thinking at the moment, but maybe a goal. Better news, and there has to be better news. Uh, and to let it brown. Albie signs uh, for um, another couple, another three years, actually. Um, to uh, 2026, which I would think uh, he probably feels himself he's got a bit of a point to prove because he's had so much time out through injury. Uh, he thinks he probably uh, feels as if, um, you know, the, the Chiefs and uh, particularly the, uh, the All Black uh, jersey is still what he wants. Uh, and this is a good signing in a, a midfield area uh, that is congested yet still confusing, I think it's fair to say. Very good point. I feel like Anton Leonard Brown's got another half of his career to live yet, and and I um, always shocks me that he was my era of the press cup down here, the Richie Moonga, Damian McKenzie, Anton Leonard Brown. It always shocks me when you think about how many tests he's played and how many Super Rugby's played. He's only twenty eight. He's got so much more to give. How about this? Fourth most capped All Blacks midfielder behind and only you know fourteen tests behind Tana Umanga. Conrad Smith, Ma Nonu. I wouldn't be surprised to see Anton Leonard Brown be an All Black Centurion, and don't like don't think for a second that probably wasn't part of his thinking. I think Scott Robertson would be absolutely thrilled with this because, as Lee Stensis told us, uh, when was that Smithy Friday? That when Anton Leonard Brown is at his best mid defensively, he's he's pretty smart in there, and he's a real linchpin for them. Yeah, absolutely. I I think he's a given. He's a given for the World Cup because he's uh, one of those re- one of those reliable players. I, I won't say he's Conrad Smith, but he plays that Conrad Smith type role, that clean up role, that tough role, uh, that thinking type role. And I I, I like him. Plus, he's uh, he doesn't mind the nags either, does he? He's, he's, a bit of, he's an owner. <laughs> doesn't mind a punch. Right. So he's a decent sort of. A, he's a good sort of a rooster. Uh, uh, weird sort of news coming out. Uh, France sort of hosting so much sport coming up. Um, the Olympics, uh, the Rugby World Cup, etc. Uh, all of a sudden, they've just turned around and said, well, we can't afford um, to do the Rugby League World Cup. Now, just when Rugby League World Cup was starting to kick back into gear after a successful one in the UK, uh, COVID, of course, uh, put it on hold and people weren't able to travel. Uh, they said, right, we've got one in France coming up. OK, they're not a champion Rugby League nation, but they'll do it well. Not going to do it at all, Louis. They've pulled, pulled the pin. Bizarre, isn't it, Smithy? You, you know, like, you really have to think about what the motive is here because I don't think cash has really got to be the problem or maybe if it is they haven't looked and worked hard enough to, to make it work because, and isn't it funny with rugby league that, you know, the, the greatest game of all tagline? Well, it's the game with the most bizarre storylines per capita. 
Gee whiz, they love an interesting subplot, rugby league, and international rugby league in particular. Uh, yeah, unable to meet financial criteria, criteria set out by the French government, and uh, they don't want to be left at a deficit, so they're not going to do it. Well, the International Rugby League chair says he's just he's difficult to express how disappointed express how disappointed he is with the news. There's no secret as to how important strengthening France of a rugby league nation is to our global game and central to our strategic plans. Well, I completely understand that because it's such a cashed up sports nation. And if they could crack into that, and you know, you look at what the Sevens have just done there the weekend gone, Clark was saying how loud it was. I mean, they are a passionate sporting nation. So I guess the question goes, mm. is Australia and New Zealand the short price favourite to pick this up at short notice? At short notice, uh, have we got the infrastructure? Have we got the money? Certainly Australia have got the, the rugby league money. They've got the venues ready-made. Uh, they'll have the support base. They'll have the favourite for the tournament. You kind of think if anyone's going to come to the rescue, it'll be the Aussies first. Right, it's 9.43. Uh, We've got more to talk about throughout the morning, including a poor result for you Leicester City fans, losing uh, 3-0 to Liverpool this morning. That is a step backwards towards relegation.